Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us to have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives, no fairy godmothers required. Today, we are going to start a series on communication, and I am so excited about this. oversee the communications department at my church. I have spent a good portion of my life communicating to others. It's funny because when I was very young, I was a very shy person. I can remember being in crowds or once, for example, my mom was a teacher and she taught second grade for a good chunk of her career. And I remember one time when I happened to be in second grade And my dad had brought me to a dentist appointment, which was near her school. And we stopped by to say hi to her. And it was while school was in session. And my mom was excited to introduce me to her class. And I literally hid behind her. (laughs) Like it made me so uncomfortable. And it just used to shut me down to even so much as just say hi to people. To this day, I don't flourish necessarily when it comes to small talk, although I'm trying to grow. But I was so shy at communicating. And I can remember growing up and having these memories of times when I had things inside that I wanted to say, but I felt like I wasn't very good at getting it out, that I wasn't good at expressing my thoughts in a way that somebody could always understand. And sometimes I just didn't feel comfortable communicating to other people at all. And then when I was in high school, I was required to take a speech class, which I was dreading having to take. And I took this class and my teacher told me, you need to go into public speaking. And she, <laughs> she gave me some great compliments about my communication style. And I discovered that even though I had been dreading the class, that there was something inside of me that actually enjoyed getting up in front of people. Once I got past the whole like, oh, this is so terrible, I want to die thing, (laughs) that there was something in me that actually came alive in that process. So I don't know where you're at in communication. I don't know if you come alive in communicating to big groups or if that thought is worse than death (laughs) to you. Or if maybe you thrive in personal communications, where a lot of times people who enjoy speaking to the crowds don't necessarily love the one-on-one interaction. It's kind of interesting how people are wired. Some people love it all. Some people don't enjoy any of it particularly. (laughs) But wherever our wiring is, we cannot escape the need for communication in our life. And as an adult, I have used communication in my professional and personal life so much. As I mentioned, I oversee the communications department in our church, which requires communicating in all kinds of different ways to all kinds of different people through all kinds of different formats. 
I also preach and I have in the past taught at our school of ministry. And of course, in my personal life as a homeschooling mom, that requires all kinds of communication with my family and as a wife and a friend and a daughter and so on and so forth. You know, even my relationship with the Lord, it's a completely different type of communication, but it's communication nonetheless. It's everywhere in life. You would think with this being the case that this would be something most of us would excel at, or at least that I would excel at. Yet I'm constantly surprised at how much I do not, in fact, excel in this area. In fact, it's an area that I'm continuing to actively try and grow in because of my lack. It isn't that I'm exceptionally bad at communicating, at least not most of the time, but communication is actually difficult. There are so many factors that come into it. We have to communicate to people and the way they are wired to communicate can impact the way they receive our communication. People are complex and so we shouldn't be surprised that communicating is complex too because it's one complex being having to communicate to another complex being. It's funny because even with my husband who is hands down my favorite person in the entire world, I sometimes have trouble communicating. I have known him and been in a relationship with him of some sort since I was a very young teenager. In fact, probably pre-teenager. We have spent countless hours communicating with one another from the phone calls where you spend more time not talking than talking when you're very young. (laughs) Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? To the phone calls where you're on the phone for hours and you're just talking about anything and everything to letters when he was overseas and I was back at home after we were married and This was before everybody had the texting all the time thing happening. So we have communicated in all different kinds of ways and all different kinds of seasons of life. And obviously today, the texting, the phone calls, even emails. So you would think that with all of this, we would have communication down pat. And we have definitely grown over the years, but we still find that miscommunication happens. Some of this is because we're actually wired very differently and that complicates things. But some of it is just the nature of communication because I know from talking to others that this isn't necessarily rare to us, but that many people experience communication gaps and miscommunication, even with people that they love, that they know well, that they have a lot of respect for in personal and professional settings. So the goal of this series that I'm starting with this podcast is to help equip all of us so that we can lessen miscommunication and we can greatly enhance our communication experiences across the board. You'll be amazed at how when you put some effort to growing in communication that you actually grow personally and that your relationships grow and flourish too. It's amazing how much pain can come because of misunderstanding that is not necessary if we just learn how to communicate with easy and practical tools. So we're going to jump right in with my top five tips for creating healthy, clear, and fun communication. 
These are going to be helpful in every context, whether it's personal or professional. You just need to take the tips and apply them to your context. And then in future podcasts, we're going to be talking about some other real practical, helpful, easy tools to enhance your communication. So tip number one for creating healthy, clear, and fun communication is clarity of purpose. Have clarity of purpose. In other words, know what you are trying to accomplish in your conversation. Are you trying to share information? Are you trying to gather information or seek clarity around something? Are you just trying to grow in connection with someone? So on and so forth. Know what it is that you're trying to accomplish because it isn't always possible to accomplish more than one purpose in a given conversation. And knowing what the purpose is will help you to make it the main point. You know, sometimes we can accomplish lots of things in one conversation and we walk away from it with clarity. We walk away feeling connected to the person. Maybe our love tank is filled. Maybe we have answers or we have inspiration or we feel like we've been heard, whatever it is. You know, sometimes it's possible to do all of that in one conversation. But oftentimes it isn't. And so if you know what the main point is, then you can help to keep the main point the main point and not get lost on rabbit trails or get distracted by side issues. It's helpful also to be able to share the main point with the person you're communicating with as well. Now, my husband and I do weekly meetings. This may not sound very romantic and some weeks we have to miss because of very scheduled things. But in these meetings, we have an agenda of the items that we need to talk through. I'm talking about for our home because life is busy and we don't always have the time to talk about everything that needs to be discussed in the moment where something comes up. And so we actually have an agenda and we try to keep the meeting pretty brief and businesslike and it's helpful to know, like, we are just trying to answer questions. We're just trying to be on the same page about something. We're just trying to get our calendar in order. Whatever it is, we both have our iPads, we'll take notes, <laughs> we'll communicate to each other, and it brings so much clarity to our lives. It's helpful to know going into it if we have something that's a different type of issue. If it's not just a business type issue, but there's something that there's been a misunderstanding or there's a more delicate issue that we need to talk through, or there's something going on with the kids or whatever it is, it's helpful to know that because it helps us to prepare and to respond according to the main point of whatever the conversation is. So the first tip is clarity of purpose. The second tip is be okay with the ongoing nature of communication. Don't let process destroy your peace. You know, sometimes you just can't tackle all of something in one conversation. This is especially true in times of conflict, but sometimes it's just that there's a big issue that you're in process with, that you're trying to figure something out, or there's something where all the answers aren't immediately clear. And so you're needing to have an ongoing process, not just with yourself, but with someone else. Now, this is okay. I don't like messes. I don't like ongoing process. But what I've learned in my life is that I can't escape either. But instead, I have to learn how to be healthy in the midst of the process and how to have peace and joy and fun. 
And this is especially important in you relating with other people. Don't allow an ongoing process with somebody to steal your internal peace or to steal the peace of your relationship. If you're in an ongoing conflict with somebody, that can be difficult, but it doesn't have to be what defines your relationship. It actually is possible to put a pin in something and move on at least temporarily. I'm not saying that you don't go back to it, but I'm saying if there are larger conversations that need to happen, Having a marathon 12-hour conversation is not always helpful or possible. But instead, you can break that down into a half hour here and a half hour there or an hour or two hours or wherever that sweet spot is for you and for that other person. And you keep the process in there and then you move on and you even relate to that person in a way that's beyond that issue doesn't have to define your relationship and that process that you're in doesn't have to define your internal state or your daily life state. Find a way to choose to be okay with ongoing process to be able to put a pin in something and come back to it later, but not have it steal the joy and the peace from the rest of your life while you're in process. The third tip is to be honest. Be kind, of course, without question, but be honest. It's normally harder, by the way, being honest with yourself than it is with other people. You need to be honest with yourself and then brave enough to be vulnerable with other people. This requires self-confidence. You need to be healthy enough as a person to be comfortable with who you are and not needing others to give you the confidence that you should have yourself. You need to be at ease or at least accepting of your own process and the process of others. In your connection with the Lord, you're going to discover a stability that doesn't exist outside of that. Because when you are rooted in the Lord, then you are not as fragile as you might think. Because you are connected to something that is immovable, that is unshakable, and you become rooted and grounded and safe no matter what is happening around you because that's what you carry inside of you. This is a process, but don't prevent yourself from adopting healthy behaviors even before you get to the end of your process. In other words, you probably have some insecurity in your life right now. There are probably things you're not completely 100% comfortable with about yourself, but choose anyway to be honest with yourself. Choose anyway to have positive, healthy behaviors, to be honest with other people and to be vulnerable. Because any sort of communication that isn't rooted in honesty is not going to be good in the long run. You're not going to actually be connected truly to people if you're not honest. You're not going to have clarity of mind or purpose or accomplish those things if you're not able to be honest. Now, I'm not saying that you have to tell everybody everything, (laughs) but all of your communication should be rooted in honesty, and that requires you being honest with yourself, with you being honest with what you need from this communication with someone else, with you being vulnerable enough to express that 
honestly with other people. It's amazing how easy it is to not be honest with others, but almost always that is because we're not really being honest with ourselves. We're not at ease with who we are. We're not confident. We're not connected with the Lord completely because we're still trying to hide or we just haven't made the choice to be comfortable in our skin. So I just want to encourage you that you can be comfortable with who you are, that as you choose to be comfortable and confident with who you are, that you're going to actually become confident and comfortable with who you are. You don't wait to feel it before you act it. You begin to choose healthy behaviors to accept yourself, to be honest, to be vulnerable with others. And in that process of doing that, you're going to find yourself becoming healthy and secure. Don't wait for the emotion to lead you. Lead the emotion. So I know that's a complicated point, and I know it could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but honesty is so important to good communication. The fourth tip is to commit to growing at communication skills. I can almost guarantee that you have areas where you could use some growth and that the miscommunication or the communication gaps or the times when you feel misunderstood or disconnected, that that is not always someone else's fault, but some of it has to do with you. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if it's someone else's fault in the long run anyway, because you can't change anybody except for you. So if you want to experience greater levels of connection with others and better communication, then grow, learn, grow, learn, grow, learn, grow, learn, and continue to repeat that cycle and continue to have your communication and connection get better. And finally, the fifth tip to be present. There are so many distractions in the world around us. It's so easy to be communicating with somebody and yet doing a hundred other things at the same time and to let our minds wander and all of those things. But that is going to steal away the connection, being authentic and true and what it could be during communication. But it's also going to steal away the purpose of the communication. You know, it's going to steal away some of the clarity around that. And so choose to be fully present as much as possible in all of your communication, whether it's a face-to-face conversation, a text message, an email, you're going to be amazed how much greater your communication will be if you're actually fully present as you're experiencing it. All right. So those are my five tips for communication. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that something in there is encouraging and helpful to you as you move forward this next week and hopefully have some communication that has more clear purpose and that you've given yourself some permission in your process and to be honest and to begin to grow in these areas. And on the next podcast, we will be talking about some specific practical communication tools. And in the meantime, you can always find me on social media for Van Gelder or Joyfield Home, or you can find me at joyfieldhome.org. So thank you again for joining me.